what is going on everybody this is once again your annoying talking head page man coming at you with another cathartic podcast <clears throat> hope you hope everything's going well for you guys no christmas has came and went new year's day is right around the corner or new, yeah, new year's day i think we're on new year's eve right now right around the corner hope everybody's getting prepared to go out and have a good night celebrate their 2018 wins and losses and hope you're all safe Really, really be safe, please. A lot of morons on the road, <clears throat> as you all know. <sighs> so this is a show. We don't talk about politics. We talk about religion. But again, that always seem to go that direction, especially when I get going and get hot about nothing. And then got might have gotten a little bit of trouble with some people with the last podcast. Because people are really touchy. So today I had to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to piss off more people. But it's going to be about sports. Well, not all sports, but college football. Yeah, college football. That's what we'll talk about today. Why college football? Because we had the college football playoff semifinals this last weekend. A whole bunch of other bowl games. There's a bunch of bowl games on right now. So I figured, why the fuck not? The championship is set. Alabama versus Clemson, part six, seven, where the fuck it is. A blowout or two. Michigan proved me right. Florida proved me wrong. I can live with that. Right now I'm going down the list of bull games that have passed and what my predictions are. Were they even correct? And there's a couple in there that are correct, and there's a couple in there that aren't. Um, but so far I was on a roll. I'm looking at everything. I was on a roll. There's a couple in here that I've got a couple W's. I am very happy with myself. I lost that one, though. Which I won't talk about. I'll talk about, I'll talk about that later on um, when the bowl season's over with. And yes, my total prediction of Oklahoma upsetting Alabama was wrong. I'm aware of that. Thank you very much. Um, and that is, it is what it is. What can I say? But you know what? It was a closer game than I expected. It started off fucking terrible. Holy crap that it started off terrible. I mean, that got ugly the first quarter. I mean, what, 21 nothing in the first quarter? I mean, what the fuck? That was ugly. <laughs> Very ugly. But it is what it is. And, of course, all you fucking Georgia fans, oh, we should have been on. Hey, you fucking lost not once, but twice. So, fuck you. Beat Alabama. Beat LSU. Oh, here's a thought. I'm just going to throw it out there. Let me just think real quick. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, don't get fucking stomped by LSU. Don't lose by fucking 20. Well, we played Alabama well. Yeah, you did. I'll give that to you. Alabama's best player played like he had his head up his ass. One of the best players. And all you fucking Alabama fans. Oh, Tua should have won the Heisman. Go back to the first half of the Georgia game. Tua sucked. And the only reason why you fucking beat Georgia was because fucking Hurts came in. It's a lot like last year, the national championship game. Hurts sucked. Tua came in, saved the day. This year, Tua sucked. Hurts came in and saved the day. Well, Tua tore, carved up Oklahoma's defense. Who didn't carve up Oklahoma's defense? Minus the first quarter, Kyler Murray proved to me that he should have won the Heisman Trophy because he put up some good numbers, played very well over 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing against an awesome defense. 
Not a semi-good defense. Not a eh defense. An awesome defense. There's probably 12 or 15 first-round draft picks. I say first-round. 12 or 15 NFL players on that defense. Yes, only 11 guys on the field. There's guys that rotate. 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. I think 306 through the air. I think 110 or some of that on the ground. Against a fucking awesome defense. Look at the numbers Tua put up. Who hasn't put up those numbers against that defense? Come on. Kyler Murray played great against a magnificent, dominant defense. Tua played great against the worst defense in the country. If the TV guys are right, Oklahoma has the worst pass defense in the country. There's 132 teams in FBS, and they're dead last. They are 132. Don't give me that fucking nonsense. Oh, Tua should have won the Heisman. No, he didn't. A, he didn't, and he shouldn't have. You're the reason why I dislike Alabama. You and Clemson fans are some of the worst fans I've had to deal with ever. And I lived in the South for five years. Matter of fact, I liked Clemson before I moved to South Carolina. Then I moved to South Carolina and started meeting Clemson fans, and holy fuck, you're the reason why I don't like Clemson. Speaking of Clemson, going into that Notre Dame game, oh, they were missing, uh, what's his face? I forgot his name. All-American. Got popped for drugs. The sliver of drugs. Of, a, of a, a banned substance. Didn't fucking matter. And what's funny to me is all week long leading up to that game, it's all oh, out in Notre Dame's going to be able to run all over Clemson because Clemson, they're, they're, they're missing their big nose tackle. They're, they're you know, he, he got busted for drugs. He's not going to play. So they're going to run all over them. Did they forget? That the guy behind him is probably going to be a first-round draft pick as well? Am I forgetting something? Am I losing something? Did I miss something? Just because Clemson missed a defensive lineman because of drugs doesn't mean that that defense is going to slack. Let's face it, that defensive line is stacked. They have depth. They have skill. They're fucking stacked. And they proved it. And I love how the media changes their tune. The guy says that's what the media does. All month long. Oh, Notre Dame deserves to be there. Notre Dame deserves to be there. They went undefeated. Da, 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 da. Notre Dame gets stomped. Georgia should have been in instead of Notre Dame. Ohio State should have been in instead of Notre Dame. For the whole fucking month, you're telling us that what happened six years ago when Alabama ran over Notre Dame in the BCS was six years ago, and there's nothing similar. I guess there isn't anything similar because I think Clemson threw all over the all over the fucking place. Now, do I think Georgia should have been in? Fuck no, I don't. Hey, you got stomped by LSU. You had a play-in game against Alabama, and you lost. But we're the best conference in the league, in the country. You have two bull wins right now? You have 12 teams in, and I believe you have two bull wins. Three. Sorry. You have three bull wins. But you're the best conference in the country. No, you're the most top-heavy conference in the country. You have Alabama. You have Georgia. You have Florida on the rise. And let's say, hey, to say that Florida's on the rise. You have LSU that's kind of, uh, you don't know what's going to happen with LSU. They fucking beat up Georgia. 
when they lost out, they lost to Florida with the week earlier. They don't know what LSU team is going to arrive. Either it's a really good LSU team that should be vying to beat Alabama every year, or you're going to have a shit LSU team that gets blown out by Alabama. <clears throat> what LSU team is going to show up this week when they face UCF? We're the best conference in the country. No, you're fucking not. You're the most top-heavy conference. If you're the best conference in the fucking country, go out and play somebody. Because the top dogs don't. Alabama won't travel anywhere. Florida has this elitism going on. Well, we don't have to fucking go and play anywhere else. You can come to us. Well, we offered UCF a two-to-one home and, home and away series. So they play two times a year place, and you play one time at UCF. First off, my hat's off to you for even wanting to play outside of the swamp in a big game. And congratulations for being Michigan. I think I chose Michigan to win that game. I did. I did predict they would win. I was wrong. I will live with that. I'm, I'm cool with that. I lost. I'm not sold on Florida yet. I'm just not. And I'm not sold on Michigan. All year long, I was wondering, should I sell on Michigan? Should I be up on Michigan? And I learned I shouldn't be. Because Michigan, what the fuck, man? <clears throat> I mean, you go back to that first game against Notre Dame, very inept Notre Dame. I mean, they beat you by seven points. But then you can't go on a roll. But I'm looking at your schedule. <laughs> There's no one on your schedule. There's only one team on your schedule that you blew out. That everybody would go, hey, they were a good team. But I've said it before. I don't think Penn State is that good a team. I don't think they should be ranked where they're ranked now. I flat out don't. I don't think they're as good a team as everybody's making them out to be. 12th in the country? I don't know about that. But Michigan, let's take a look at your wins. Western Michigan, you should dominate them. And you did. SMU, dominate them. And you did. Nebraska. Nebraska was still trying to figure out what the fuck they wanted to do. You should dominate them, and you did. Northwestern. Northwestern gave you a squisk, a scare. But you've seen that Northwestern's offense is very inept, and that defense wore down. And when they faced a spread team like Ohio State, who ran all over the place, that defense wore down, and Ohio State pulled away. You beat them by three. Granted, they were the Western Division champions. I mean, the Western Division of the Big Ten is down. With Nebraska coming, hoping Northwestern will get an offense that works. Wisconsin will get back on their feet. Purs, we're doing the last thing we're doing is in the West. Then we're going to go down to Maryland. Maryland has so many fucking off the field issues with what's his face and the death of that player, young man. You should have dominated them. Then you had bad Wisconsin. Wisconsin didn't know which way they were going. They had a quarterback who loved to throw the ball to the other players. They have a great running back, but let's face it, once you become very one-dimensional and you face a team that is equal to you or slightly better, you need to be more than one-dimensional. And it happened, 38-13, Michigan beat them. But I don't think Wisconsin is as good as they should have been. Michigan State, fucking another inept offense. The defense is pretty good. Like um, fucking Northwestern, the defense gets tired and wears down. We saw against Ohio State. Good game. Fucking mental mistakes, moronic mistakes by the offense. And 
Ohio State, uh, I think, won by several touchdowns, 28 to uh, nothing or something like that, or I think it was maybe it was seven. But Ohio State pulled away, 26-6. Then you go into Penn State. Actually, you play Penn State at home. You have a lot of home games this year. Shit. You blow Penn State out. Penn State, another one-dimensional team. Sorely, he's hot and cold. That loss against Ohio State, they never seem to get back on track, in my opinion. But he did blow them up, 42-7. And hats off to you on that. But then Rutgers, Indiana. Indiana's on the rise, but they're not supposed to be at Michigan level. And so we get to fucking the Ohio State game. Oh, Michigan's number it's gonna be number three, number four in the conference in the country. They are prime. They are doing the revenge tour. Blah 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 blah. And the only reason why Ohio State didn't score 100 points on you is because Urban Myers decided to fucking hold back the dogs a little bit. The highly vaunted defense, number two in the country, was embarrassed. You finally faced somebody who either was equal to talent or better than talent than you. All year long, you, you faced nobody who had the same talent as you did. And if they had the same talent, they were hit with fucking injury bugs. I think Wisconsin is one of those. So you get blown up by Ohio State. You had a whole month to prepare for Florida, who runs a very similar offense. The spread option... With Franks, who can't throw to save his ass. <clears throat> Very inconsistent. But they had a big game against you guys. And they embarrassed you again on national TV once again. Now, I'm going to give Florida credit. I mean, they did blow you out by a lot. Your vaunted run downhill offense went fucking nowhere. Your vaunted pass rush and run stoppers were nowhere to be found. And you got embarrassed again. And now I have to sit here and give credit to Florida. They're all the shit I talked. Do I still believe they're a top 15 team? No, I don't. Because I don't believe Michigan is a top 12 team. After watching the last two games, Michigan, I don't think you even deserve to be in the top 15 themselves. Yourself. After losing to Notre Dame and watching Notre Dame get smashed by Clemson. With a change of quarterback with Book, who was supposed to be the savior of Notre Dame. I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say that part, but see, like, you know, he got that offense going. And all the talk around Notre Dame, oh, no, Notre Dame had this and that, no, 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 they had a good, they had a good uh, schedule. They, they, they beat teams they were they were supposed to. Da, 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 da. Let's look at their schedule. You beat Michigan and you blew out Syracuse. Barely beat USC, a team, a USC team that didn't make a bowl game. USC team that. The only reason why Helen's not fired is because Lynn Swan wants continuity and stability. The Florida State team he beat by a lot, which I think is kind of – I think Florida State's turned into a dumpster fire. Maybe because I don't like Taggart. I don't know. Maybe I, I feel like he did Oregon wrong. Going there for a year. I've heard a lot of stories from recruits. or have read a lot of stories from recruits who were being recruited by Taggart to Oregon and how they felt – like, um, they were backstabbed. You know, he handled the whole situation. So, Rodin goes in. Let's see. I mean, they beat Virginia Tech in Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech lost earlier today to Cincinnati. I don't think, I think they ended with 6-6, six 7-6 six, six record. 
Oh yeah, Virginia Tech also did lose Old Dominion earlier in the year. That Old Dominion is won two games, three games this year. They beat Pitt. Notre Dame did by five. Pitt was the other part of the ACC championship. Then got smashed by Clemson. That should have been an indication. Uh, blew up Navy. Navy was terrible this year. Did beat Northwestern. Heads off to you in there. That was actually a pretty good game. And then, of course, all the Georgia fans, all the Georgia bullshit. Oh, we should have been in. We're the four best teams. Da, 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 da. You lost twice. No one else did. Notre Dame didn't lose at all until Clemson. Oklahoma lost once to Texas, and they beat them. Then I hear the argument, oh, well, Ohio State had a better record, had a, a better uh, schedule. A better this, a better that. Yeah. But the difference between – no, you didn't. But the difference between you, Ohio State, and Oklahoma is Oklahoma doesn't have that 29-point loss on the record. And the difference between you and Oklahoma, you didn't struggle. Oklahoma didn't struggle against – a Nebraska team that was fine on their legs. Or against a Minnesota team. Or against a Maryland <clears throat> who didn't become bowl eligible. Now, granted, Oklahoma's defense struggled. Struggled a lot. They, they barely beat Army. Army had the ball for fucking like 40 some odd minutes. I think they had a 16-minute drive. And Army was a good team this year. 11 and uh, 2, I think it is. Fucking embarrassed Houston. Didn't see that one coming. Or did I? I did. Never mind, I did see that one coming. I, I predicted Army would win that game. They expected it to be a fucking 70 to something thumping. You look at Oklahoma, where do they struggle? Where's they struggle on defense? But look at the... Offenses they faced. Texas Tech. Texas Tech had a really good offense. Granted, they themselves had a shitty defense. Oklahoma State. Fucking rivalry game. Always goes back and forth. They did give up 40 to Kansas. <laughs> I, I can't back that one up. West Virginia game. West Virginia was fighting to get into the playoffs. West Virginia was touch and go. I mean, you saw what they did with them in Kansas. They struggled against Kansas. They went against Iowa State. They got beat by Iowa State in Ames. And Iowa State, no, Iowa State's a good team. I'm not going to sit here and say they're they're a bad team. They're not like they used to be. They used to be the doormat. And Campbell has gone in there and has changed the culture around. That was a really good game. Not a really good. It was a good game against Washington State in uh, the Alamo Bowl. <clears throat> Terrible targeting call on the second one. First one, I agree with. Second one, not so much. But I'm not a rules official. West Virginia held their destiny in their own hands, even after losing Iowa State. And then they went out, got beat by Oklahoma State, and they got beat by Oklahoma. Then they went out and lost to Syracuse. Three straight losses. Wow, good job, West Virginia. Fucking. So the point being, Georgia fans, Oklahoma fans, or Oklahoma fans, the point being, Georgia fans, Ohio State fans, is a right four we're in. No, I don't like Notre Dame. I dislike Notre Dame. I've never liked Notre Dame. I don't root for Notre Dame. Whoever they face, I will root against them. I don't think there's many teams out there that I would root for. That are root for them when they face. I could think of. I guess it kind of depends on the records, too. <clears throat> but 
Notre Dame should have been. They were undefeated. But at that token, so should UCF. But UCF is not in. They had to face LSU. Georgia, we're the best team. No, you weren't. Because if you were, you would have beat Alabama. I think you have a huge possibility. Who shot next year? I really do. This is a young Georgia team. They have a shot to fucking turn some heads next year. Them against Florida, that's going to be a fun game. Hands down, that's going to be a fun game. But that's next year. I'm not, I'm not talking about next year just yet. I'm talking about this year. And looking back on this year, you maybe had, in regular season, maybe had two good games. Two tough games, LSU and Florida. I don't count Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky should be in the top 20. They had a great run, but I think they're ranked because they're, they're in the fucking SEC. Auburn, I won't count Auburn because they were just mediocre this year. And Gus Malzahn became the OC, I think, for the bowl game. And then became good. So I think Auburn is on the rise, hopefully. Uh, they have a good quarterback. I think the quarterback has decided he's going to leave already. Now, once again, Georgia, granted, you did play Alabama very well in the SEC championship. Very, very well. I can't argue with that at all. You let them off the hook. You really did. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't lose to Alabama in the SEC championship. Have that be your second loss, and then come at me with, we're, the four, we're one of the four best teams. You just can't. If you went into that game and you lost, if you went into that game undefeated and you lost to Alabama by seven points, okay, I would give it to you. Matter of fact, I can almost guarantee with this fucking elitist attitude that the SEC has, you would have made it in. You would have made the top four. Oklahoma and Ohio State would be sitting on the outside looking in. Well, Ohio State is already. But Oklahoma would have sat on the outside looking in. But instead, you go to Baton Rouge in October and you lay a fucking egg. Well, we're a different team now. Yeah. You still laid an egg. It's a, well, the NFL is the four best teams. If you lose a couple games, you're still one of the best. Yeah, it's because everybody around you sucks. I'm just tired of that argument. Seeing all these fucking morons. That and the fucking Heisman thing. Cool. You have fanism. Fanism. What is that? Is it, that is not looking at the big picture, not looking at anything else but your team. I get it. You are very biased. Let's look at the whole picture. For the 18th time, Georgia, you lost twice. Blown up by LSU. Barely lost to Alabama. You lost twice. Oklahoma goes in. Worst defense in the fucking country. Historically, probably as well. They lose to their bitter rival, which... <laughs> Red River Shootout or Showdown, or whatever the fuck it is now. Always seems to go different ways. Ohio State, we should be in there too. We had a tougher record. You guys sucked all year long except for the last two games. Against your bitter rival and Northwestern. I test-wise, no, you're not one of the four best teams. Just because of the body of work. When you struggle against Maryland, you struggle against Nebraska. You struggle against an inept Michigan State offense. A Penn State team, which once again, I don't fucking believe should be in the top 15, if not top 25. And I really do believe they're going to be exposed this, uh, this week. 
when they faced us. They're playing Kentucky. Maybe not. Uh, do I think Ohio State is going to win this week against uh, Washington? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think Chris Peterson. Is it Chris? That's his name. Peterson, head coach of Washington. I think he's lost his magic. In Boise State, was there his magic at Boise State when he was there? I think he's lost it. UCF, do they deserve to be there? Huh. I don't see the point of winning two straight years, going undefeated two straight years, and not even getting a sniff. And now, there's all this talk of an eight-team playoff. Cool. Some coaches don't care for it. I don't think Dabo would rather go back to BCS, which is bullshit. How many times was that criticized for the people, the teams he put in? Matter of fact, you know what? This year will probably will probably win the best. Been a, turn over. Matter of fact, this year will probably have been the best year for the BCS because everybody fucking knows it's Clemson and Alabama. It was a foregone cl- conclusion coming in. Clemson struggled when it gets Syracuse. It was their true freshman's first start at home, but struggled against Syracuse. But then went on a fucking roll and dominated. I mean, it's those two teams and everybody else. It really is. I hate to say it. You know, the college football recruiting rules are supposed to help bring parity to everybody. <clears throat> last five years, there hasn't been much parity. Alabama-Clemson. Before that, what, a year or two was Florida State? I mean, just, I'm looking look at, at the Clemson schedule. Out of the scare against Syracuse... Fucking hell. I mean, they dropped 60, 40, 59 points, 77 points on Louisville. Looks like the closest game they had was against Boston College, and that was, they beat them by 20 points. I mean, let's face it. Clemson belongs to him. Clemson – I don't like Clemson. Why are you fucking Clemson fans? I hate you all. I just don't like many of the Alabama fans either. Not the ones on the radio anyways. <clears throat> But Clemson is definitely deserves to be in, hands down. Alabama deserves to be in. I mean, the closest game they had was against Oklahoma. That's the most, most – I'm going to rephrase that. I'm sorry. I'm going to rephrase that. Their second closest game they had was against Oklahoma. They gave up the most points. They gave up all year long against Oklahoma. I mean, they still beat them by 11 points. And there's no other minus the Georgia game. There's no other real close game for Alabama. That Georgia game put Alabama on edge. They made them fucking work. And then you give fucking Saban a whole month to prepare for a dynamic offense. Then the offense still runs decent after the first quarter. Not the first quarter. Jesus, they look like they are so discombobulated. As a matter of fact, that second half, two all you had to do is turn around and hand the ball off because that rushing attack for Alabama was on point. Everybody and their fucking mother knows that once Saban gets a lead in the second half, he's going to play keep away. And that's what he did. And every time it felt like Oklahoma might get closer, well, they scored a touchdown, but they just couldn't get a stop or they just couldn't get the onside kick. Everybody talks about how that was a, a, a terrible game, how it was a blowout. No, the first quarter was. The first quarter was fucking ugly for Oklahoma. But I heard some people say, well, if you knock out the first quarter, Oklahoma would have won that game. Nah. They would have played better, for sure. 
I don't know they would have won that game because, again, Saban went into the keep-away game. <clears throat> I had the ball. You're not going to get it back, which you don't want to do to Oklahoma. You don't want to get the ball back to Oklahoma. So I don't think that game was bad. The Notre Dame-Clemson game, yeah. Would have been better with Georgia in there? Probably would have been better with Ohio State in there? Probably. <clears throat> Ohio State definitely has more weapons. Definitely would have put some more pressure on Clemson's linebackers in secondary with all the misdirection and shit like that. There's a lot of ifs. If, 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 if. It doesn't matter anymore, Georgia fans. Guess what? You're not in it. And you have an opportunity to prove against Texas. And if Texas comes out and fucking flattens you, <laughs> I'm going to be on here laughing the whole fucking time. If it's a close game, I'm going to be on here laughing the whole fucking time. You better fucking plaster Texas for all the shit you're talking about, how you're one of the four best teams. Because if you squeak by them, everything you say is fucking void. So now, Monday, January 7th, this is coming up Monday, a whole week away from today. You have Clemson and Alabama actually over here in San Francisco or Santa Clara. I think that's going to be the best defense Alabama's faced, hands down. It's going to be the best defense Clemson has faced, hands down, this year. I'm assuming Alabama's favored. The thing Clemson doesn't have going for them is quarterback who is equal runner as he is passer. We've seen in the past. We saw last weekend. Alabama struggles with quarterbacks who can run and who can throw. Deshaun Watson was one of them. They struggle. Matter of fact, fucking think Nick Saban was the leader in trying to stop the hurry-up offense. Complaining constantly about the spread D offense. Of course, now his offense does kind of the same thing almost. It's amazing how that works. <clears throat> but he struggles with running quarterbacks. Kyler Mur Murray. 100 yards on the ground. 200 yards of the air. Yes, it wasn't enough. I totally get that. Totally get that. And I'm not going to sit here and play that game. We're going to knock off the first quarter because that's just bullshit. <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence, eh, he's slippery. He's not a runner, but he's slippery. He'll get out of the pocket when he needs to. <clears throat> so we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun next weekend. Or next Monday, actually, I should say. What other bulls we get? So we're almost done. Monday's next Monday, a week from today. Is going to be the last bowl game. But I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. I got to wait till fucking whole six months, seven months, eight months. It's eight months. Season starts in September. So nine months. <clears throat> fuck, man, nine months. I got to wait. I'm going to bang my head against the wall. College football game one is like fucking Christmas for me. <clears throat> I should say Tomorrow. Tomorrow is technically the last day of bowl games before the national championship. And tomorrow is a New Year's Day, by the way. Those of you who are not listening <laughs> to this, uh, like to like a week or two from now, going, you're a fucking idiot. Well, we probably already said that a couple times. So who wins? I don't fucking know. I picked Oklahoma to win the national championship just because. Clemson might do it. I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue. I think the only thing Clemson has, Clemson has going for them is the fact that Nick Saban only has a week to prepare for you. Nick Saban is really good at 
I'll look at the game plan. Right. Nick Saban is really good at game planning if he has a month or two weeks. And seems to be really good at halftime adjustments. And you know what? Even if Tua has an A game, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. I don't think. I think this is going to be a really good defensive struggle. There's going to be some big plays given up. It's going to be probably dirty. It's probably going to be a dirty game in some instances because that's just how they're going to win. I mean, you need to be dirty. You need to get strip those ball footballs, and it just it's not going to be pretty. I don't think. I think the first two teams, first two times the team blinks, the other team's going to win or take the lead. <clears throat> I don't know. That made sense whatsoever. That's just because I don't fucking know. I, I think the odd makers have it fucking as Alabama wins or, or is favored. I just don't have a clue. Plus, right now, I'm, I'm discombobulated watching Oklahoma State and Missouri. But I don't know who's going to win. I don't have a fucking clue. Watching Notre, uh, Clemson play Notre Dame, I thought that, may, that game might be closer. That was wrong. Watching the Oklahoma-Alabama game, I thought that game after the first quarter was going to be a bigger blowout. I was wrong. I mean, 11 points is I mean, it's less than two touchdowns. I don't count that as a blowout. Me blowout to 21 points and above. Oklahoma had a shot. <clears throat> had a couple shots. Alabama's defense gave up over 400 yards. I think that's only happened once or twice this year. Clemson offense is pretty damn good. A lot more explosive than I was giving the credit. Even though if you look at their record this year and the schedule, they've blown out a lot of teams. Granted, they were like the Louisvilles. <laughs> Some coaching changes. And that came on by surprise, didn't it? There's a couple in there I didn't expect. Surprised the shit out of me. Houston fires Major Apple White. Out of the blue. Actually, I don't know. Has that even been? It has to have been. Because I read earlier today that they had asked West Virginia for permission. So Houston fires Major Apple White. What? Probably 70 to something loss. <laughs> to Army. Doesn't help. Not trying to take anything away from Army. They had a magnificent year. First, I think, 11-game season. 11-11 season for them. But you lose 70 to 14. They just look disinterested. Like, they didn't want to be there. And you're a school like Houston who is dumping a shit ton of money into their athletics. And Houston is trying to position themselves to be that – Eleventh team, twelfth team for the Big Big Twelve. No, that was a rumor I heard when uh, 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 what's his face is there. Oh, not Halston. So rumor has it. I mean, Houston is dropping a ton of money on the sports, on the facilities, on coaches, on just trying to upgrade their shit because they want to get into a biased five conference. That's just it. I think them and UCF are dropping a shit ton of money on it. I think there's teams out there, schools out there who are. I know San Diego State's dropping money. Boise State's dropping some money. I think Fresno State as well. You look at UCF and Houston. 
Memphis. I mean, these schools are dropping money to try to get into the bias five. Because let's face it, you look at UCF. Two years straight, undefeated. They didn't even get a sniff. I mean, teams are dropping money. Our schools are dropping money. James, you're talking about San Diego State. San Diego State just bought, just got past um, San Diego County, where Fury's at. Just passed a bill that will allow San Diego State to buy the grounds that the football stadium is on, where the Chargers used to play, and now where San Diego State plays. It's an old stadium. It's been I think it was built in the '60s. <clears throat> so they were given the okay to purchase that land, build a stadium, build satellite campus and residential stuff, and bring in businesses there. And then there's also hope that they'll bring in an MLS team as well. So San Diego State is dropping money. Boise State, to my knowledge, from what I've heard, is dropping money. UCF, you know it's dropping money. I mean, they are buying hard to get into the playoffs. That little They had a little video on Twitter, I think, recently. Houston, from what I've heard on the radio, they're dropping a shit ton of money. So they go out and they fire Major Applewhite. After two seasons, by the way, two seasons, they fired Major Applewhite. Two okay seasons. They went 8-5 and five this year, which is not good enough for a team, a school like Houston, apparently. And the only way, you know, the only way they're going to keep a coach is if they get somebody like Dana Holgram from West Virginia. That's the only way they're going to get somebody. Holgerson. Name is Holgerson. I can make him be a Smith or something. Fucking hell. So after two seasons, he gets fired. The 15 and 10 record. Regular season record. They got blown out this week, this uh, this year against Army. Talked about that a couple times. And it's gone. Fuck him. Get out of here. And talking about a team that a school that's dropping money, they're gonna. It's a over two million dollar buyout. For Apple White. Any other small school would be hurting for that buyout. It would highly hamper their head coaching search. <clears throat> Not Houston. Houston's going after Holgerson. Who has experience or not experience? Who has a little bit of history with Houston? He was OC under Kevin Hunt, under Sumlin back in 08, 09. Before taking the West, before going to Oklahoma State, they take a West Virginia job. There's talent in Houston. Can Holgerson bring it in? Well, I know. I think he's going to leave. I, I do. I think Holgerson's going to take the job and he's going to leave. It's an open secret that he's looked. He wanted the Texas Tech job. They went to Wells instead. <clears throat> he wants out of West Virginia. And he wants to go to Texas. So I've seen reports. That Houston went after Cliff Kingsbury, offered him a substantial amount, and he said no. I mean, you say USC. If he can get Helton to let him recruit and Pac-12 stops stealing money from their schools, USC might be back on the up and up. Plus, it's LA. I hate LA, but that's just me. A guy like Cliff Kingsbury who has who looks like fucking was uh, like Gosling or. Is that what they say he looks like? 
Shit, if Cliff Kingsbury isn't married right now, holy fuck. He's going to be slain in L.A. But he flat out denied Houston. Second like, no, I'm not going to go. <clears throat> so, word came out today that Houston contacted West Virginia, asked for permission to interview Holgerson. And I haven't heard or read anywhere if they have agreed to. I just know they requested it. So we'll see how that goes. Other coaching is Rich Rod. Rich Rodriguez from West Virginia. Whole little West Virginia thing. Or no, he's not from West Virginia. He coached at West Virginia, went to Michigan, got ran out of Michigan, went to Arizona, had decent success at Arizona. And let's just say he something's happened there. <laughs> There's a little some controversy going on there. He's now the OC at Ole Miss. I think he's going to have some success. I don't know about at Ole Miss. Well, you know, they have a pretty – I think they have a – he'll be a sophomore this year, maybe a rusher freshman this year. <clears throat> quarterback, the uh, dual threat quarterback that they were really trying to get and they got finally in. Um, with that offense, he likes to run. Is unique. Well, he should be unique. It's definitely up-tempo, definitely going to force your defense to fucking <laughs> play solid, sound football. Nick Saban fucking hates it with the passion. We know this. He hates facing the spread. And if you have a quarterback that can throw and run. Yeah, but Paige, they, they shut up Mississippi State. They did. And Mississippi State can't throw the ball. <laughs> Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick, whatever the fuck his name is, the quarterback – He's a six-six running back who plays quarterback. So that was a good. That was a good uh, hire for Ole Miss. I mean, Rich Rod still. I mean, he has got some baggage. But Ole Miss seems like people with baggage. Look at Hugh Freeze. All the shit they got going on. Houston nuts still. Actually, Rich Rod is from West Virginia. Shit, my bad. I didn't. I thought he went elsewhere. Hmm. No, he's actually from West Virginia. Eh, tells you what I don't know, which is a lot, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. But Ole Miss likes to pick them. They know how to pick them. Rich Rod had issues at Michigan with recruiting. Couldn't tell you exactly what he did. I forgot what it was. I know he, he, he violated the rules a lot with Michigan. And five, I mean, five, a lot of rules, but Michigan got way scot-free probably when he left. Then I also know he got in trouble at Arizona, hence his firing for sexual harassment and having extramarital affairs. Which he admitted to the extramarital affairs, but he denied uh, any sort of sexual misconduct or, or, or sexual harassment. Let's go. Good coach. Personality. I don't know. Good. Another sounds like another old Miss firing. That's spot on. Are we going to have a Hugh, uh, Hugh Freeze part de? <laughs> but the big. Headline that we'll end with today. It's coming at Miami. I don't know why I, said Miami, why I had to see Miami like that. Mark Rick retired out of the blue. It could have something to do with the uh, thumping they received from Wisconsin. And rumors of guys decommitting left and right over the last couple of weeks. So Mark Rick retired after three years. He had a good run three years ago when he went down to Miami. Couldn't seem to find the proper combination, I guess you could say. 
they get the team in the right direction. So retired. And the next day, they go out and they hire Manny Diaz. Now, Manny Diaz is from Florida, from Miami. I think he was a D.C. and Florida State and recent D.C. in Miami. Just got hired as a head coach at Temple because their head coach went to Georgia Tech after Paul Johnson retired. But before he can even do anything at Temple, he turns around and takes the Miami job because they were looking for a head coach. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I understand he's not Florida State, Texas. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It is his first head coaching gig. He was a DC for ever. And I feel bad for Temple. I feel bad for the players because they kind of got screwed. So I mean, it was a huge buyout, of course. And he took it. Miami can pay it. And Temple's going to make some money out of it. But it's still shit, though. You know, it's still a fucking shit show. And I guess now the NCAA is slowly relaxing transfer rules for students or for players. Which I'm okay with, especially with shit like this. <clears throat> Diaz made a commitment to Temple. Before he even got his office squared away, after he signed the dotted line, he turned around and goes to Miami. Now, I understand it is his home. He didn't know that Rick was going to retire, apparently. I'm assuming if he knew that Rick was going to retire, he probably would have stayed and not taken the Temple job. The only penalty is Miami has to pay his buyout. It's a big buyout. That's the only penalty. There is no, well, you have to sit out a year. Now, I will give him, again, that he is from Miami. I think his father was a mayor in Miami. But he went to Florida State. And he played football. What was he, defensive back or something? He was a GA at Florida State, grad assistant. <clears throat> A couple years in NC State, a couple years in Middle Tennessee, a year in Mississippi State, D.C. at Texas, D.C. at Louisiana Tech, back to Mississippi State. Then he's been Miami since 2016 as a D.C. linebacker's coach. I'm assuming he was a linebacker for State. So now he's at Miami. Is it a good hire? I don't know yet. I'm torn. I mean, it is his first head coaching gig. It's a major college it's a major program. I wonder how long a leash he has. Because Miami really hasn't done much to keep Miami players there. I, mean, I, think, I think I said it before a couple episodes ago. You take all the talent in the Miami high school area, or high schools, you take all the talent in all the high schools in the Miami area, you can probably be a top 10 team in the country. They have that much talent in that part of the country. Why are they leaving? Why are they not staying home? Now, I've heard that Miami's spending a shit ton of money or has spent a shit ton of money on facilities. That's awesome. You still have to fucking drive, travel 45 minutes away for a home game. The stadium is not in Miami. It's nowhere near the fucking campus. It is way out in the fucking boondocks. By a racetrack, actually. A horse racetrack. It's definitely not like before where you can go out and find the talent and talk them into going to Miami. Same thing with Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska used to get guys from Florida, New Jersey, California. They would all go to Nebraska. There's one little thing at Nebraska that was ahead and shoulders above the rest. Florida had the same thing, but they kept talent in Florida. Not Florida, I'm sorry. Miami had the same thing. 
but they kept the talent in Florida there. They didn't go out. They didn't go to Georgia. They didn't go to Alabama. They didn't go to Ohio State. They didn't go to Texas. They didn't go to USC. It stayed in Florida. Florida State, Florida, or Miami. And you can almost guarantee if they were from Miami, they stayed, and they went to Miami. And I thought Rick was supposed to change that and bring it back. Not change that, but I thought Rick was supposed to bring that back. It doesn't seem like he did. Or, I mean, granted, he's only there for three years. And the guys he has this year and last year and the year before were all from the last head coaching, the staff. Or head coach staff. We're all from the last coaching staff. There we go. Really fucking up a lot today. So the question is, can Manny Diaz do it? We'll find out. I mean, that's all I can say. We, We will fucking find out because no one knows. I'm intrigued because we just don't know what he's going to be like. His first head coaching gig is the top program in Miami. I'm assuming there's a lot of talent on that team. I don't think Rick struggled at recruiting. I just don't. So I'm assuming he's going to have a lot of talent, but we just don't know. And the first game he has is against Florida in Orlando. That's his first game. I expect that defense to be good. Hands down, I expect that defense to be good. But I wonder, is that going to be a Bo Pelini defense? A lot of people are going, what? what the fuck does that mean? Well, three of you that are listening, well, probably me and James, <laughs> are listening. Going, what the fuck does that mean? What I mean is this. Bo Bellini became the head coach at Nebraska. He was a defensive coordinator before that. I forgot who he was. Before. He was a defensive coordinator at Nebraska under Solch. Then he went to I think he went to Ohio State. No, he went to Oklahoma. One of those two. Anyways, he was a defensive coordinator. Defensive coach going into Nebraska. Being the head coach at Nebraska. First couple of years, defense was solid. Towards the end, defense was the most poorest defense in the country. Worse against the rush, terrible against the pass. When this defense was good, those were guys that he recruited as a defensive coordinator and had help from other coaches. When it became bad, he was the head coach. So I wonder, is Manny going to be a Bo Pelini or is he going to be a Saban or somewhere in between? Saban's a defensive coach. Everywhere he's gone, minus the Dolphins, the defense has been stout. LSU, before LSU, Michigan State, then Alabama. He goes into a situation. He grows it. I mean, Alabama was 5-7 and seven his first year, but that was his first year. He had to fix what was broken. Or is Manny going to be a Bo Pelini? Start off good, but then watch that defense fall apart. And by the way, that was Bo Pelini's first head coaching gig, too. He was interim head coach for the Alamo Bowl, which I believe they won. But that was his head first, first head coaching gig at a major college program. So we'll see. But we'll see. Is it a good hire at this time of year? Yeah, it is. Because all the big names are gone. All the guys who might be big names are gone. 
or settled in. And this whole bringing in a Miami guy, hey, you brought in my, brought in a Miami guy, Rick. Mark Rick was a Miami guy. He played at Miami. He was a Miami guy. Worked out the first year, kind of. Second year, eh. And definitely not this past year. didn't work. With the college football season almost about to end, we'll see whatever what else shows up. If there's going to be any more surprises. It's funny. I was actually talking to a friend a couple weeks ago before the bowl games. He kind of went, hey, do you think Mark Rick is going to get fired? Because they struggled all year long. It wouldn't surprise me if Mark Rick got fired. And Manny Diaz took the job. The Manny Diaz goes to Temple. And Mark Rick retired. I say he got fired. He would get fired, but he retired instead. And Manny Diaz came back. And of course, I did kind of rub it into my friend a little bit. But he, he called Manny Diaz. And I went, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I called Rick leaving. He called Manny Diaz being the head coach. So I guess we're both right. It's been a fun year so far. We had a handful of games left, and I look forward to watching them. And actually, I'm watching one right now as I speak to you. That's why I keep stumbling and having to repeat myself. Before I leave you, please, 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 once again, for the umpteenth thousandth time, go find Resilience Butte County Strong IPA recipe by Sierra Nevada. Over 1,400 breweries near uh, nationwide, a couple in Canada are creating this beer to help with relief funds for the Butte County fires, a.k.a. the Camp Fire that spread through Northern California, Butte County. 160,000 acres burned, 18,000 homes, uh, 18,000 buildings destroyed, 14,000 residential uh, buildings destroyed. About 90-some-odd people were killed in the fire. Countless amounts of lives were destroyed. All proceeds from this beer go towards the Campfire Relief Fund. I know the cans are out now. I think I've seen them as far south as Phoenix. Uh, I know I think Sierra Nevada is the only one canning the, canning the beer. I know here in Sacramento, Northern California, they've flown off the shelves. Basically, all the breweries up here are doing it. I know there's breweries. I think all 50 states are doing it. So please, please, please go out. Pick that beer up. Even if you don't like beer, get a crowler of it or a growler or whatever your state law is says that you can get. Give it to a friend. Give it to a loved one. Give it to some guy or some gal walking down the street. Just please, please, please go out and buy it. Again, 100% of the proceeds do go towards the Campfire Relief Fund. I don't know how much money it's made so far. I know the brewery, uh, local brewery here had 9000 went towards relief fund just from a local brewery here. It's not very big. So hopefully I've heard it's about thirteen or 20000 from another brewery. So please, please, please go out and buy it. Well, thank you once again for listening to me rant and rave about nothing. I hope somebody listens to this besides the voices in my head. Go out, have a good time, have a great New Year's Eve, great New Year's Day, have a great start to 2019. Go out, dominate the world, fuck shit up, and I will talk to you guys sometime soon. Bye.